Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapers, welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. This is your favorite movies, video games, comic books, pop culture, television podcast. We've got a lot to talk about this week because this is Comic-Con week, our biggest week of the year. We have a pretty good episode with a pretty good expert. You may have heard of him if you're a longtime Geekscapist, but if this is your first time Geekscape, that's what we're going to talk about. Um, we've been around for a long time. We're glad you're here. If this is not your first time, hit us up right there on that iTunes review. It really helps us out if you uh, review us on iTunes, throw in that five stars, and also on SoundCloud. Go ahead and share the links with people. Let people know about Geekscape. We've been here a long time, and we just need more friends. I mean, that's the geek experience. Anyway, I also want to mention our sponsor. That's Loot Crate. Go to lootcrate.com slash Geekscape. Put in the promo code Geekscape. You can get a nice discount off of any of those boxes that they offer there on the site. A lot of that stuff I'll be giving away next week. or Well, it's not next week. It's this week. At the Comic-Con booth. The Comic-Con booth is booth 3919 on the floor. If you guys are attending Comic-Con, come by. Say, I'm here to see Matt dance. Matt will do a little <laughs> dance, and he'll, he'll get something free out of the box. And uh, good. I won't have to bring it back to L.A. A lot of this stuff is stuff that you can get out of those Loot Crates uh, subscriptions. There's some really cool stuff. I just don't have room for it. But thank you, Loot Crate. I love you. Free stuff's coming your way, Geekscapists. Anyway. Big week. Let's talk to Matt, who is here. Hey. That is that is Matt Kelly, the co-host of the Horror Movie Night podcast on the Geekscape Network. Um, he's been in LA all weekend. We've done some fun stuff, including going to Amoeba Records, where he can uh, look for more horror DVDs and stuff. I to, don't have enough. To help. Yeah, he doesn't have enough. He doesn't already have like a whole cellar full of these things. But you know what? If you guys aren't, if you guys are horror fans and not listen to Horror Movie Night podcast, then you guys are kind of silly because Matt really works hard and uh, Adam and Roger and, and, and Mr. Rogers does as well. I just called Scott Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Sorry, I know what Scott. I'm calling him next time we record. You're welcome. <laughs> That's what he gets for posting stuff 
um, that I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it seems like every time Scott posts something, I'm like, well, you kids sit down. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> I was like, oh, you like that movie? I know the people who made it. And I was there when they made it or whatever. He always posts something and I'm like, oh. Do I know about Night of the Lepus? It's <laughs> I, tra- I train the rabbits for Night of the Lepus. It's hard to like stay on top of all of the shit that happens on that particular Facebook group. Right? It's just like it's, Scott and Adam just don't work. I feel like they just post on the, what like, they does shit Scott post do? On the, uh, I don't know. Wait, no, no. But like you're friends I, with them. You co-host a show with them every week, and you have for over a year. Like, what uh, is, what is tell that? me what my job is, John. <laughs> well, you work. Uh, I, I described it. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I know your job, and I described it for somebody else. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not the most glamorous job, but you enjoy it. But you work. Uh, he for, does. You, he you does like a, work. You work in used car sales, and I know what you do. Yeah. Well, I work in used car sales. I yeah, but, run a, but you, I work in a tech company. But you, well, you work in a tech company. But it's the same thing. You work in a tech company. <laughs> so similar. You work in a tech company that. That they created that algorithm in the in the software for yeah. the used car industry. Yeah, so pretty like, much. Come yeah. on, pal. Uh, I think he just does like general web upkeep for different companies. I can okay. tell you what Adam does. He's a chef. Okay, Adam's a chef. Well, if that's what you call a guy who makes pizzas at a pizza place, like, I think he'd appreciate that description. <laughs> I think he would appreciate that description. Um, Probably the first one. Those are the hosts there. of the Horror Movie Night podcast. <laughs> Matt has been a long time Geekscapist. Uh, I think it's he joined us in Geekscape episode three. Whatever one Scott was on, Scott I, that, I, yeah. I absolutely think that was episode three or four <laughs> and um you've been with us ever since at, w- at one point for a six-month stretch you were the co-host of geekscape you would shoot geekscape every day yeah. or every week in 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 my apartment yeah i'd sit quietly and occasionally make a comment and then you tell me to shut up and go back to interview no <laughs> no you'd say some funny stuff and i'd be like oh good let me repeat it so people can hear it <laughs> <laughs> that's um, like what my curse is i'm that dude who says a funny thing so under his breath that someone else just repeats it and gets the big laugh and I'm just like, oh, I, you know what? <laughs> you know, you're the horror expert, but as far as curses go, I think that's a good one. You don't want some weird lupine thing that like turns you into a werewolf I know, or I, something. Like, I'll take the thinner one. <laughs> no, you don't want the thinner one. There's thinner. Yeah, I mean, the thinner. <laughs> there's that Netflix series under the skin or down to the bone to the bone. There's oh, this no. new. It's about anorexia. Okay, and it's well, a Netflix dude, this series. took a really but isn't that what thinner is thinner is like a dude who just keeps getting like he's a big guy yeah and then he gets cursed but like, well he hits a gypsy with his car a that's never a, a good that's yeah. never a good idea <laughs> and she goes thinner <laughs> his curse is to get thinner that's well he's great. a big fat dude yeah, and then he just like becomes emaciated yeah, he's just like yeah. a skeleton oh. with a head <laughs> oh boy it's a weird movie it's not one of Stephen King's best no, it's not one of the better <laughs> Stephen King stories. But, uh, but, but can we talk but, about a guy who did make some of Stephen King's best real quick? Because it's some sad news. Oh, man. This news, mm. you're the first person who told me this, and it's very appropriate. Yesterday, um, you texted me and said George Romero passed. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, you actually met him. I never met him. I was going to ask you if you'd met him. No. Um, I met George on a few occasions. Um, obviously, Geekscapist. He was in the Geekscape produced uh, Doc of the Dead, the documentary that we put out in 2014, all about zombies. And I remember talking to Alexander about making that movie. And 
I, I was on the fence about making it because of the oversaturation of zombies. I was like, oh, that bubble's going to pop. It has not popped. It was 2017. Yeah. Alexander was very right. And uh, and the one thing is that I said we got to get like the big names for this one. We really got to make this like the documentary on zombie culture, zombie pop culture, like the pop culture fascination with, the, with zombies, which I don't. I think has gone way beyond just pop culture. I think we have a no, it's, societal it's, obsession with it. Well, I did like I did the article for the site, and I even said like you look at the zombies before Night of the Living Dead, and that if it wasn't for George Romero, like the zombie would be as important to society as like the golem. Like it was like yeah. this pointless like there was never a movie was where a the curiosity. zombie yeah the zombie was never the villain it was like the henchman to the voodoo guy that right. they were trying to fight like. and that's in the movie if you I think I don't know if Doc of the Dead may be up on Amazon or Hulu it was or, on Netflix, no, Netflix for a while but I said we got to get. Simon Pegg and George Romero right off the bat, and and I emailed Simon, and he said yes, and then I was going to went and contacted George, and George said yes, and so like that's how he started making the movie, and, and they were both very gracious to do that. The times that I met George originally was from the Geekscape sponsored Zombie Con up in Seattle, yeah. and where he was a guest, and the the conversations we had, and then I think he did a, a Geekscape promo for us too. Or I think like, he hey, did this too. is George Romero, and you're watching Geekscape, <laughs> and he did that I think at Comic Con, and he was very nice to do that. But at ZombieCon, we actually got a chance to hang out with him and talking to him about my favorite horror movie, which is Night of the Living Dead. I think it's the most effective. I think it's amazing, and like you said, it it's the best com- of that franchise. Completely changed the culture, um, but it's intensely scary for the reasons of how personal it is. It is that one scene that I talked to him about. Like the electric complex scene of the little girl with the with the garden trowel, yeah, just completely, uh, it it perfectly encompasses everything that I think is what horror should do, which is make it uh, metaphorical, make it personal, uh, make it brutal, make it honest, make it tragic, um, and it sometimes beautiful. And I love that scene with the little girl in the garden yeah. trowel. Like it's it freaks me, me the a little hell out. Sad though. It makes me a little sad because I think that he's such a pioneer. And like, I feel like when you talk to most people, like I, there was a lot of people in the horror movie Facebook group that were like, he's, he's like a one hit wonder. He's Oh my hack. God. They're nuts. But, but like, because Kick him out. because their perspective of it was like, he did these zombie films. And then there was this awesome period in the eighties where he was making these really great horror movies, mm-hmm. but they were never like as financially successful as the zombie films. And then the end of his career, I just didn't see the passion that he had in like land of the dead and diary of the dead. And those last few, like, right. it just felt like this is the only thing that people are going to pay money to see. So I guess I have to, and it makes me bummed out. Cause like Martin, is incredible. Yeah, Martin's the I think the closest he got to people seeing him outside of the zombie genre. I yeah. think that was the closest people got to being like, oh, there is a legitimate filmmaker here who can really make some amazing stuff that doesn't have anything to do with zombies. But people forget about like the moderate success, like mm-hmm. Creep Show. He did Creep Show. Creep Show scared incredible. the shit out of me. Yeah, this that okay the moss thing and Creep Show yeah, where Stephen, Stephen King, King licks the oh, meteorite. So <laughs> that is the basis for. I think that was the basis for like spores when we made that yeah. in college. That well, and that and neither the comet, of course. But like, when Leslie Nielsen's never been creepier than he is in Creep Show. He's like, I can, I can hold my breath for a long time. <laughs> like, and, and, and Ted Danson is one of the people who buries him in the sand, yeah. right? Well, he oh. buries Ted Danson in the he, sand first, and then they yeah, come back as like sea it. zombies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that. And t- I remember being on a camping trip or something, and uh, we watched. Yeah, we watched Creep Show in like a cabin. Yeah, we went up to Colorado or something. We watched <laughs> Creep Show, 
bad move. <laughs> we were so scared. I watched I watched the first time I ever saw the movie The Strangers. Yeah. I was staying by myself in my uncle's uh mountain house. That's waiting, the Liv Tyler one? Yeah. Waiting for the way. rest of the people to come and meet me the next morning. And it was the worst decision I've ever made because I'm sitting alone in a creepy cabin with no one around me in the woods watching a movie about Someone being alone in a creepy cabin in the yeah, woods. Yeah, that, <laughs> number one. That is a really yeah. That's a really great. I guess those are called home entry movies. Right? Yeah. There's yeah. a, there's a really, genre. Yeah. yeah, it's really well paced because it doesn't use any musical cues to like right. scare you, which is like such an easy trick. It actually just scares you and by being scary. That, and they got Merle Haggard's Merle, Mama tried playing to a pretty <laughs> important part of the movie. Yeah, um, but he also did Dark. I was going to say Dark Half, which is one of the best Stephen King adaptations. What was Dark Half? Dark Half's the one where uh, it starts off where the little kid has like passes out, and they do surgery and they find an eyeball inside of his brain whoa and they're like oh my god he was supposed to be a twin right so they like remove that and he does the same thing that stephen king did where he comes up with a second create like he's writing under two different names but he gets outed for the second name this was the first remember when stephen king was doing the bachman books yes so it's based on that okay so is is the other half a, this is called the other half. It's called the dark half. The dark so he's half. a famous and writer. That, and that is, it was the dark half a story written by Bachman or by Stephen King? It was written by Stephen King okay. after Bachman. After was, the Bachman thing. So it's about a writer who has been secretly writing other books under this different name. Okay, and he gets out it, so he kills that character, and that character actually comes to life and seeks vengeance on him for killing off oh, the character. So it's like if Stephen King had killed the Bachman character. Yeah, and like Bachman, and became, Bachman became a sentient a thing. thing that came What does that have him? to do with the little kid in the eyeball? The eyeball that, is Bachman? That was the Bachman. Okay. <laughs> and so the the little kid kills off, the, you know, the eye gets removed yeah. and, the, and the eye, what, turns into like a full-fledged Basically, child? it's like a really fucking weird movie, but it's really, it's really well done. It's one of the best Stephen King books. Who directed it? Uh, Romero. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. right, right. No, um, <laughs> right, right, right. Who's in it? Is what I meant. <sighs> I'm saying I'm blanking on the name because I'd love to see it. Yeah, and it was a, it was an '80s film. It was '92 or oh, '93. Oh, so it's a very recent movie as far well, as, as far my as, as, as goes. <laughs> I, was I was seven, so yes. Well, well, no, no, no. <laughs> but when I think about like recent movies in Romero's career, I mean, the career goes back in the, the mid '60s. Does that make sense? Like it comes yeah, back yeah. in the mid '60s. So when I see like Romero's career, and this is a movie that came out in, like the '90s, that I'm like, oh, Timothy Hutton. Yeah, Timothy Hutton. He plays two characters. Timothy, he plays Timothy Hutton, who got I think he got an Oscar for Ordinary People in, the, in 1980. Yeah. So it's him all, and Michael Rooker, amazing. Yeah, we love <laughs> Michael Rooker. Very much love Michael Rooker. Yeah, so definitely worth it. I think that that's one of the forgotten ones. Like that one in Monkey Shines is another one that no Monkey one really Shines, talks about. You're right. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Romero you, you had a good so career. sad. <laughs> I'm really sad now. Wow, um, George. Like, I, I just remember being in the lo- like sitting in like the like at night at ZombieCon. That the conference was the convention. Uh, you know, I love Ryan Ryder, who was the organizer. But I think the second year we were at like the Marriott by the airport by SeaTac, and nobody really hangs out by SeaTac uh, yeah. Airport. It's not really in Seattle. And the other one was. I forget where the first ZombieCon was. You know what? That was by the Space Needle, but it was the weather was so bad that we that like nobody wanted to hang out anywhere but the hotel. And I just remember like sitting in like there was like there were always like nightly events and um, just sitting in like the this conference room in the basement of some hotel and like talking to George. It was like three people just talking to George Romero about it. like 
basically the classics. And when you talk to people like George Romero and Stan Lee, and I always talk to them together because I was like, I got, I get to meet like the coolest grandpas ever. It was like yeah. Stan and George because and they both seem so friendly all the time. And not only are they so friendly, but they're so well versed in the classics yeah. that when it's not bullshit. When he comes out with something and starts talking about like the like that electric complex scene of the garden trowel, which I think is a I think is a perfect scene. Yeah, and he, I don't think he's bullshitting. I don't think he's like, oh, I've sat with that scene for fifty years, and now I can, you know, I can just associate things to it to make myself look better. I honestly think that, that went into his writing process and stuff. I, well, I honestly first, think that that's all that stuff came out of him. The first trilogy is really fantastic like up through dawn and day night dawn and day yeah. like they just they work and build into like more and more of a dystopia and mm-hmm. I, I like that but then as i'm writing the article i get a text message that also martin landau died right like right. a couple hours later which i wasn't i definitely am not as tied to martin landau as i am george, george romero. romero but like you know ed wood is one of my all-time favorite movies yeah. and his performance of bella lugosi in that is well, I, I, I think he got the oscar for that one yeah and it was awesome, <laughs> and, and one of my favorite things about it was like, like when Howard Stern would play the audio clips of him being like, uh, you know, uh, bullshit, <laughs> bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. I love, I love it, the uh, the scene they're trying to film with the octopus and they don't have the gear, uh-huh. and he's like, the water's cold, and he's like, well, get in the water. He goes, fuck you, you get in the water. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, that's really sad. Um, so it was it was a tough day yesterday. Yeah, and then I found all my favorite Disney rides closing. It was like it was nothing but depression which for one? me yesterday. Which one? The great movie ride in Florida is getting closed down. Okay, I totally don't care anymore. I thought you were talking about this Disneyland, no. and I thought maybe yeah. Space Mountain, oh, and that's the mean, only reason I go you to You mean the lame, like, only a handful? Of, go if you could just see my gaping jaw oh, you, at yeah, this Lynn, comment, Have you been to Florida's? I've not, I haven't even been to Florida. Yeah. Here, here's the thing, though. Uh, Lindsay's a grown they, adult. That's anyway. Oh, I am? Oh. <laughs> She's an adult. Matt. I don't. I don't remember this movie right. You have, and it's sad because a lot of people don't. It is one of. Did you go to? Have you gone to Disney World? She said she's never been to Florida. Never been to Florida. Oh, so well, don't go to Florida first. So Florida sounds really so, hot. Over so there. Disney World, yeah, because it's a <laughs> tundra down here. <laughs> like, all right, all right. Good point. Good point. <laughs> um, so Disney Disney World is four different parks, each yeah. park with like a different theme, and that's kind of what I like a lot about going down there, especially going to like Epcot, and you can walk around all the world and try food from every Love country. Epcot. Um, but when you go to Hollywood Studios, the first thing that you would see when you'd walk in there is this giant recreation of Man's Chinese Theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you would go inside there, it would be filled with all these, like they had the original Ark from Raiders of the Lost Ark inside of it. And all these like pieces of movie memorabilia. And then you'd go through a line and there'd be movie trailers playing as you were waiting to get onto this ride. And the ride was like an old 1930s like trolley car. And the person who would uh, take you on this ride was dressed as an usher. And you would go through it. And it was a 20-minute ride where you would go through all of these scenes from famous movies. So there'd be like Gene Kelly doing Singing on the Rain. It would these incredible robotic Mm -hmm. creatures. And then you would go through the spaceship from Alien and the alien would burst out of the wall at Mm -hmm. you. And like all this crazy stuff. And then I remember being on that ride when I was in high school. Right. And I knew that I wanted to make film, but I didn't know what to do and you know how like that it, when you're like young and you're like this is a thing that I'm really passionate about I don't even know how to get in there yeah. right and you get to this ride I know and you, that I know that feeling is at 38 yeah. <laughs> so you go through the whole ride and then it ends and you're in this completely dark room 
And all of a sudden, a projector starts up, and it's this three-minute montage that they edited together of all of the most iconic movie moments in quotes over, like, 100 years. And, like, I just remember being 18, sitting there, and, like, tears welling up because I'm like, I want to create something that'll be on that screen one. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, the idea that, like, now it's never going to happen. Well, (laughs) I'm nowhere closer, (laughs) but, like, now it's, like, but now (laughs) the ride's gone. Like, the ride's good. Like, it's, like, it's really, and I... I think they were like, Matt's not coming back. Yeah. Well, like... (laughs) Let's tear it down. It's funny because when I... (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we can can close it. (laughs) You guys remember that? Remember that high school kid? (laughs) Remember that high school kid? Remember that kid who came down here for his spring break and none of his peers would hang out with him so he hung out on a, he did a ride 20 times dude I rode that ride a shit time I don't think he, that trip. I don't think he's coming back remember when everybody was making out on that ride but that one kid was just crying oh no I don't think that I don't think he's coming back let's tear this place down this ain't worth the electricity but no it's funny like I'll talk to people and they'll be like oh I never even went on that ride or like other people will be like oh my god that ride like made me want to be a Create like it like in like gave them that desire to create. Where so, are like, those people? I don't know. None of them are, none of them are successful. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> These ain't coming back. Disney's just slashing dreams left and right, huh? <laughs> we'll build you up and we'll rip you back you down. No, but like Hollywood Disney. Studios, Hollywood Studios is my favorite park in the entire in down in Florida because you got Gerald flip the switch. <laughs> seen this boy <laughs> well you know i love that part because it's that it's that ride it's a tower of terror and it's a muppets 3d special what? it's like my home it's like where oh i want to live <laughs> i just imagine the bathroom flipping the switch to turn it off they're bulldozing it <laughs> i'm sitting there i'm like they're paved down paradise to put up a parking lot <laughs> As soon as the guy says, no, wait, <laughs> you show up. Maybe they'll give you a break from the building if yeah, you ask I nicely. Should, oh, man, I should go to Florida next month and chain myself to the building. <laughs> <laughs> Wear a Geekscape shirt so we get the credit. <laughs> no, but like the worst thing is like normally when they announce this stuff, it's like next year we're going to close the park. It's like literally we're closing it August 1st. It's like, yeah. shit. You're yeah, giving, no, like, they, no. close, they close it immediately. <laughs> Yeah, they're not going to waste money on that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you know what they're replacing it with? It's like a 3D Mickey and Minnie railroad. Oh, that sounds awesome. Let's do that. Um, (laughs) Well, apparently it's the first ever ride in Disney that's Mickey and Minnie themed. There's no rides that are like inspired by Mickey Mouse in the entire park. Yeah, that's true. Even the chipmunks have one. (laughs) One of my biggest criticisms is like... Pixar makes these unique and original characters almost every year, and that you know now they're into sequels. But uh, they can just inject these brand new uh, characters with so much personality that they become long lasting. Yet their long lasting character of Mickey and Minnie haven't had that kind of treatment given yeah. to them in so a they're long finally getting time. It. Yeah. That's cool. I'm behind it. Um, a lot of stuff came out of D23. The I guess the biggest thing. In my opinion, we're the there's, closing there's of the two. great movie ride. Yeah, <laughs> well, we already covered it. <laughs> well, they're going to open that hotel, the Star Wars themed hotel, where Which, every where every guest gets their own story, and all the windows go into the stars. Now, did you think the it, same thing that space? I thought? 
because I was reading the write up about that. And it's like you come in and you're immediately part of the adventure as you're pulled right. into the. And I'm like, does no one watching Westworld? Like, right. this sounds oh, yeah. like a really fucking it's, bad idea. It'd be awesome. <laughs> All of a sudden, like I'm being chased by boffins. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? I don't have plans. <laughs> Do you have plans for dinner? The Bothans just want my plans. What if it's really just, cheesy parodies of just Star seems, Wars moments? It just seems like hell to me, though. Because like, if I'm at Disney, you know what I want to do when I go to my hotel? Like, Just fucking sleep and wake no, up the next day and go to save the galaxy. <laughs> like, you, maybe you should stay in the Bear Lodge then. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I don't think the Star Wars hotel is for you. To, I'll yeah. stick to my all-star music resorts you're or just, whatever. You're just bitter because they took away your movie ride. Right? Yeah. Hey, maybe they'll make the great movie hotel or something like that. <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs> <laughs> they did in the <laughs> 80s probably <laughs> they probably tore it down um yeah i worry like i mean i just want to see how the star wars thing works i didn't read up on it too much i was like that's a pretty aggressive idea more power to them if anybody can crack that nut it's probably disney because the stories clearly have to be um made specific to ages and different stuff you know yeah. but they, I mean, have, they, they, all, they have all your information yeah. so <laughs> they can make they it very everything. specific last year when I was down there like they have started building an entire section of like the Hollywood Studios Park to just be Star Wars in there's Florida like, yeah. yeah there's like 14 Star Wars related things down there right mm-hmm. now and I mean they they closed down the Country Bears here in Disneyland. Oh well, but that's still down there in Magic Kingdom, so you can. They always... still have Frontierland in Magic Kingdom down oh, yeah. in Florida. Oh, that's cool. Like when, when you've got seven parks, you've got plenty. Of yeah, yeah you're things. right about that. Um, the other big, why it's better than Disneyland. The other big news. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, we will go. Uh, we will make a Geekscape special trip. I'm ready. The uh, so in March, you can join the Kelly family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we like, I want to see that kid cry. <laughs> you love my family. <laughs> he told me this story. I don't know. The, the teacups? Yeah, we can now tell Okay, the so story. like, <laughs> he, his brother was dating a, a girl who was, um, she was difficult. Yeah. Well, challenging. Yeah, we'll do, the, we'll do the PC thing. She was she a was, little challenging. She was challenging. And she, was, she, was, she had her own narrative, and that's yeah. okay. But she, she got on the teacups and told me that I couldn't spin the teacup. Which, like, why are you even getting on the teacup? The, the purpose place? of the teacups is to spin the damn teacup. <laughs> spinning ride. It's a spinning so, ride. And she so, so like, she wanted to, spin to specifically spin it. No, it, she didn't want to be she spun. Didn't want it. She well, wanted to off. sit in the teacup. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought, I was like, she's got to be kidding. So I went and did like one big spin real quick, and she grabbed <gasps> my arm and was like, I told you not to spin it. And, <laughs> I would have slapped that hand so and hard. Then, and then we got, off, we got off the ride and she's like, well, great. Now I'm dizzy, so I can't do anything. And my brother, I guess, was at his wit's end at this point. He goes, all right, we'll see you in a couple hours. And we just like walked off and she just sat by herself by the teacups for like an hour and a half waiting for him to come back. Wow. <laughs> Screw that. I'm tired of the teacups. <laughs> <laughs> Make her puke. Uh, yeah, you should have just gone full force. The, so. the thing that I read too, I read a, a couple of descriptions of the Avengers Infinity War trailer, and that sounded really cool to to be like, all right, uh, I guess the Guardians of the Galaxy started out the trailer flying in their their ship, and they run into Thor, who's floating in space. It's like, how did Thor, Thor get in space? I guess we'll find out in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, but. These are these are the different desperate parts of the Marvel universe coming together. Mainly, the galactic stuff and Guardians of the Galaxy and the Earth stuff with the Avengers. And so I'm excited to see all that stuff to get, to come together. Um, not unlike seeing Tony Stark and Spider Man hang out last weekend in, in Spider Man Homecoming, which I love. And if you Geekscape haven't heard it yet, but you love Spider Man Homecoming, 
it's up on the feed, me and Ian Kerner sitting down and talking Spider-Man Homecoming for a stretch uh, with all the spoilers. So make sure you've seen the movie before you go and download that episode. Uh, a lot of people have commented on that episode saying, this is like the dessert after the meal, getting to hear Ian Kerner talk about all the, <laughs> I mean, that's the, like the idiosyncrasies. that's forward to. Is what, Ian's knowledge? Ian, Ian was, Ian's always been one of the best guests. I, like, I love had. Ian. And Ian... Uh, has kind of been relegated to those special episodes, but which is a shame because he's knowledgeable about way more than just those Marvel right, movies. But we only have an hour to do these shows. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, right? Like, like it's like having Lindsay as a co-host in here in the studio is amazing, but she works for Westwood it, One. She got to get back to work. The, day, the days <laughs> Sorry, that we guys. would do uh, the days that you would do the episodes in your living room mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, just the way that he would like talk down to you about like your comic book oh, he reading still does habits. That. It's he does so it about funny. everything. He's like, "What do you mean you haven't poured seventy hours into this television show?" He's the living embodiment of those like articles online that are like, "You've been showering wrong this whole yeah. time." <laughs> <laughs> he got on me something. Um, it was when we went to see Nerf Herder. I think Saturday night, yeah. Matt, Matt and I went to see uh, Nerf Herder play the Troubadour. And obviously, if you're a nerd and you're into rock and roll, Nerf Herder is a great band to be listening to. Yeah, they were and great. They woke us up after the uh, hour long nap that was on stage beforehand. Oh no, no that's mean. <laughs> um, I thought Punch Punch Kick were awesome. Punch Punch Kick was fantastic. And our friend Linus Dodson, who's been on Geekscape before, uh, produced that album and is the the lead, is the lead guitarist on Nerf Herder. And um, so I'm. I'm getting in bed, and it's like 1 a.m. No. I think this was the other night when I went to the pre-Comic-Con party with Jeff Gunn on Thursday night, you know, and that's what it was. Ian had gone to see War of the Planet of the Apes, and he was texting me, and it was like 3 a.m. He was asking how the pre-Comic-Con party was at Elm Nightclub that was sponsored by other former Geekscape guest Jeff Gund and the info list and he's like man you're you're up late and I was like yeah dude it's like 2 or 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he said something like this is when I usually go to bed and I'm like enough with that enough with that <laughs> I gotta wake up in 3 hours to go like 2 hours to go do the workout enough of that I wake up super early Ian goes to sleep super late here's the difference one of us is in adulthood. <laughs> like, like when you wake up early, that's usually the standard. Is like when you're grown up, is like wake up early. Uh-huh. The stay up late thing is that's a college thing. Well, I'm waking up around the same time don't. you are, but that's it's great because my time frames. Are yeah, all you've fucked got up. You got a three hour. Yeah, you got waking th- up at four o'clock in the morning. Like, oh, I guess it's time to be awake now. <laughs> I, I loved that. I haven't had to shake you awake. Sometimes the geeks keep us. Like somebody will come stay with me, and I'll get up to go running or do something and they've said they've wanted to come along so i'll be like all right this is you know, never mind i'm not coming yeah, i'm not leaving any like trash on your floor no you're like doing that. good yeah. <laughs> not, not leaving quiznos wrappers on my floor uh no you've been good you've been good and and uh and it was good to return to santa monica yesterday yeah, that was fun um, i got to see crazy finally I, i'd been in la for too long without seeing santa a crazy monica homeless a man pretty so. great concentration <laughs> of crazy um so Oh, just a little plug for our friends in Nerfer. Their new album, Rockingham, it's is fantastic. awesome. It's awesome. It's got the Doctor Who song. It's got the Ghostbusters 3 song. It's got a song about we open being at a convention. <laughs> it's got a, great, a bunch of great nerd songs. Uh, also, did you see the whole hiccup yesterday with the casting of the 13th Doctor being female? 
Yeah, who cares? Yeah, like, well, I guess the Whovians really care. Yeah, I, because no, like, I, mean, I don't like, know Doctor Who well enough to I, think I that there's a some strict seasons. rule that they have to be male. I don't know if there's a strict rule that they have to be male or not, but I also know that it's 2017 and that stuff kind of got boring. Yeah, not that I even watched it. It, already, yeah, it looked boring before I got into it. I'm sorry, but guys. I didn't watch Doctor Who because I thought it looked boring the whole time. And here, so, so, this actually makes it a little more interesting. That it's like, okay. So I'll say this much, because I watched maybe like three or four seasons, and it wasn't for me. It absolutely wasn't for me. You watched three and four seasons, and you didn't, it took yeah, you that long? A lot of, yeah, I just... You watched well, the entirety of most television I, shows. I enjoyed... Um, I enjoyed watching David Tennant. Like sure. he was like really charming, but I just wasn't invested in anything. So like I stuck around for that, and then once he was gone, I was like, okay, I don't really care about this show that much to keep watching. Oh, okay. But... um. There is an episode that I think is really great, and it's barely a Doctor Who episode. I think I like it because it's more of a horror movie hmm. called, I think it's called Blink. Okay. And the whole episode, Doctor Who's not in it until the last minute of the episode. And the rest of it is about these stone angels. Yes. That if you close your eyes, they come to life. And it's this person, like, keeping her eyes open so that these angels don't get to her. And, and it's so that, terrifying. They took that from the booze in Mario Brothers. <laughs> like, let's be clear. All right. Like, the people were like, oh my God, it's so intelligent. I love the concepts well, they deal with. Oh, you mean when you go into a ghost house in New Super Mario World? Like, like, don't you know, turn your back. Yeah, it looks don't little, turn your back. Let's be honest, though. It looks a little bit creepier than fucking Boo. He's a big, fat ghost that's not that frightening. You'd be nice Maybe to Maybe to you. Oh. Whenever I get in that ghost house, I'm like, I'm Where the, which one of these doors is real? <laughs> no! I'm going to be trapped in here forever. <laughs> the best like the level like, I want to be that, fastest. That coin block was fake. <laughs> the worst was like when you were a kid playing uh, Super Mario World where like, I forget which ghost house it is, but it's like you were supposed to not jump on the yeah. thing right away and go and clear out all of the coins and then jump on it but like you didn't know that the first time so you jump on it and you run and then the door that you need to get to is completely blocked uh-huh. you're like no oh yeah the P block yeah. the P block turns all the coins into blocks and you're like why did I do that <laughs> what do I do I dug my own grave here in this ghost house of horrors <laughs> now that is something we should take that to Blumhouse yes and be like a We've Super Mario there. a Super Mario movie that only takes place in the ghost house <laughs> and Boo is the villain. Now who do you cast as Mario and Luigi in that? Because our best Marios are both gone. Oh, don't be like, yeah. you gotta say that. You gotta dude. get Captain Lou in there but he's been gone. For Captain like- Lou's been gone. Yeah, Bob's gone. Um... No, we can find a new Mario. We can bring in John Leguizamo again. Just That's go, perfectly fine. I'm just going to go animated. Um, <laughs> mocap, mocap. That's what the industry likes, mocap, mocap. Um, so San Diego Comic-Con, this is like, well, the first time I met you in person was you came to California. We went down to San Diego Comic-Con. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that was like six or seven years ago. Well, I think it was before we had the booth. Was it before? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Because I, I had messaged you the first year that you had the booth. The 2010. You did, you did the live episode in the booth. Right. And I was like, I like I remember watching it. I was, in, I was living in my friend's apartment. Okay. I was miserable. And I was well, sitting there watching this episode just being like... Some things never changed. Yeah, okay. I'm like, oh man, I want to go to there. So, like, I I, that place there. looks so fast. So like, I messaged you and I was like, hey man, if I save up money, like, How can I get... How bad was that a- apartment? It was like my friend, her husband, and their like five dogs in this like apartment. It was ah. not a fun like, time. So you could be, you could have been watching a video of almost anything. Yeah. 
And I've been like, I want to go. I want to go there. But like, I actually like, had at the time I was working at a at a college, so I had the summers off paid. So I was right. like, okay, this is the time. Like, this is the time to go for it. So I came, met, I stayed at uh, Will Will's house. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we went down to San Diego. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, how have things changed over the years? Because you were with us last year. Like, how have you seen things change over the last seven years that we've been there? So like, really, the thing that changed the most is our neighbors. Right, because we I I like where we're at now, and I'll, and I'll never take mm-hmm. away from that because it is. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel the like closeness that we felt when it was like us with the Fangora booth and the legendary pictures and trauma. Like, because yeah. we would like go out dr- like to the bars. Well, with I would them not after. go drinking. We wouldn't but, drink, but we would go out with like the legendary girls, and we'd go out with like some of the people from Fangora and like trauma. Like Megan and the Megan and Marcus booth. are amazing. Megan and Marcus are amazing, and Megan's already re- been like, I can't wait to see you guys next yeah, week. They and, messaged me the other day. They're like, uh, You're coming, right? And I'm like, yeah. I love them. <laughs> you know, losing the legendary booth, and I understand because legendary nerd is really like nerdist and and all that stuff. Like they have their own installation, and I think they have an installation going on again this year. Um, I understand it. Yeah, it was a pretty intense booth, but they got replaced by like Disney music, which was cool. I bought that goofy movie record last year that I still listen to. That's the only positive I think we're yeah. going to get out of that one. Yeah, because <laughs> it just doesn't bring like-minded traffic to us. With legendary, yeah. the nerds would come because they want to meet. Like Guillermo del Toro and stuff. <laughs> I just remember you and getting yelled at by the legendary girls when... Uh, all the time. <laughs> Frank was there. Annie. Annie is the girl who used to run the booth for yeah. them. And, but uh, I can't remember his last name. I'm, I'm blanking and I feel like an idiot. Sin City guy. Oh, Frank Miller. Frank Miller. When yeah. Frank Miller was there and you were yelling to everybody that he was giving out refunds for the spirit. Oh. <laughs> and came over did, and she's like, John you, need to, John, you need to stop saying that. <laughs> like, Jonathan, stop it. I was like... Hey, Frank, I got my receipt. <laughs> I got my receipt for the spirit. Give me my refund. And we were close enough that he definitely could hear you. Like, I don't know. Oh. He's older. <laughs> I didn't know you had that spiteful side to you, Jonathan. You know like, what? he was no further than I am to you. You can't MC. have the Mexican like, boy without the spice. <laughs> um, you know what, Frank? If you're listening, you're not. Uh, I think this new Dark Knight that he did, the, the, I liked it a lot. There's the new, the, the, third, dark, the third Dark Knight book that he just did with DC is awesome because they they have the little mini miniaturized shrunken city of Candor and they open it and you find out a bunch, it's like a Kryptonian cult it's like oh <laughs> shit we shouldn't have opened that and they enlarge and it's like having a bunch of evil Superman on the planet wow. and they immediately start going after the superheroes that are still surviving and it was awesome so you know Frank Miller and uh, he, he teamed up with one of the Cubers to do the artwork it was awesome um I'll keep my, you know what? I don't need the refund on the spirit because you because <laughs> you did the Dark Knight three. And it was awesome. I think that so um, nice. I think that the the actual Geekscape booth itself into the mic, please. Sorry, sorry. 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 Keep letting, sorry. This is not an endorsement for her movie night. <laughs> I haven't even mentioned it. <laughs> no, I, I was going to, but that was like, man, if the mic skills are up in this, like Shane, Shane must be right. Um, Shane's always like, hey, you gotta get your sound really good, like this. Uh, <laughs> uh, that episode, that that show that doesn't come out. <laughs> Geekscape Games comes out every two weeks, and then you're like, hey, man, what's up with Geekscape Games? It's like. There was no news in the geese, in the new in the games industry, so there was no episode. I was like, dude, reminisce a little. Just That's talk about said, video do, games. Do Just a retro talk, episode. Do a retrospective on like 
maybe one of the, the like more popular or less popular consoles or or like hey we're gonna get five people together to talk about the least their their most favorite least known games hey, or something. Here's an idea. The uh, Super Nintendo Classic is coming out. How about each week you talk about a different game that's on that console or and five reflect, games yeah, or I mean, because yeah. I don't want to fucking say, listen to an episode where everybody's talking about Secret of Mana for an hour <laughs> I love and that's one of my favorite games on that console I just don't think people want to hear it yeah I mean like there's plenty of just because there's not geek news there's like oh this is popular in the news sort of let's yeah. like look back on this because we've been BSing like a mofo yeah, right we haven't talked about a single fucking retro yeah we did I thing. wrote all this stuff down I wrote it. yeah we did we talked about everything don't be rude um, <laughs> but no I was going to say I think the um the Geekscape booth, like the actual people that are there, I feel like it's felt more like a family than it's ever felt before because mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, um, the first couple of years it was it's kind us of versus them. <laughs> well, the, well, the first couple of years it was like a collective of different writers and, and everyone was kind of like out fending for themselves. And I don't remember us like going out and getting food together that mo- that often, but like, yeah, a lot of times it was just you and me going and getting dinner. Yeah. But yeah. like now it's like Derek is, you know, like Derek's family like it's like oh, derek is like the heart of Geekscape. Yeah, like so it's like you know it's a, a smaller group but it's a group that actually like cares about each other and wants to be together and this is like a weird family vacation for us when we go to san diego i look forward to it so much because it's just a group of people having fun but if you spin those teacups oh don't you i'm not you don't you spin those teacups i will fucking teacups there have been times <laughs> at comic-con where i've had like a meal or something i'm like great now i'm sick i can't do anything else <laughs> <laughs> or I've, I've, I've hit a, a smell pocket on the floor and I'm like great now I can't do anything else <laughs> um, I think it was thinned out a little more last year yeah I don't want to be like like a doomsayer but it felt less crowded last year in Comic Con and I don't know if they re-engineered some of the stuff I know that today I know that I'm prepping this I mean I'm stressed out of my mind and yeah. this weekend I was like ah! I think Matt was witness to me very I got very close to losing my mind many times. I may have lost my mind. It depends on Matt's estimation of what losing your mind is. But um, I've been really stressed with this. Just a bit. Um, it's tough because I come back into town and I immediately have to... Uh, I started teaching at a new college and yeah. getting that learning curve of their new processes and things. And then going right into San Diego is the most stressful week of my year anyway. But... I think we got a handle on it. Yeah. I think, I think we got <laughs> I'd only tell you this because I went to the storage unit yesterday and I got the big thing of shirts. So Geekscapes, we're getting new shirts. So come please, if you're in Comic-Con. Go, and there'll be a bunch of horror movie shirt. night shirts too. There'll be horror movie night shirts. There'll be a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. So for sure. The horror I movie spend night, a ton of money shipping those. And the horror, and the horror movie night shirts are fucking cool looking. I love them. <laughs> um, come get a shirt. Come hang out with us. But I think I got my, like, really, like, my technique yesterday at the storage unit was, like, I see the big black thing of shirts, and then I see another tote crate of shirts. And I was like, ah, grab that, too. (laughs) So there will definitely be shirts. uh, And those will be fun. Uh, We're going to bring you a shirt, Linz. Yay. For sure. Um, I'm not giving you a horror movie night shirt. That would cost too much. You know, oh, Jesus. That is just straight rude. rude. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see you guys. And, you haven't seen it. It's great. And, uh, and again, like I said at the top of the hour, like, like when we get that loot crate box open and we see all the stuff that I've got to give away. I still got to go through the horror boxes and figure out if there's anything boxes. We got all sorts of stuff, Geekscape. So like, definitely come by booth 3919. Um, 
I liked it. It's kind of been my barometer each year to be like, hey, is this Geekscape thing working? Are we doing this? Like, how do we zig and zag? Because things change so rapidly. Yeah. And I think we're coming into a place here with Geekscape that our focus is really going to be pointing. Two years ago, we didn't have all these podcasts. No. No. We, we had this. We actually have think, enough to do a podcast a day, which is insane. Yes. Now we can have a slate for a week. And so I think with the focus of Geekscape is there will still be opinions, interviews, and things on the website. But the hardcore news, we just aren't going to get into that chase anymore. Plenty of other websites that you guys visit on a regular basis get into that. And we have not done it at the speed where we can even well, give in our own no, two cents. Who goes so it's to not San Diego Comic-Con to go to the booth to meet the guy who writes the news for a website? No. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> so we're just going to do some podcasts. And if you want podcasts and opinion, Geekscape will be your place. And I'm excited. I'm really excited for that because I think it. I think it's a, I think it's a long time coming. So that zig and zag thing that I said, we're really slow at it. Yeah. <laughs> that well, we'll being that being said, I'm looking forward to Comic Con and seeing what's new and seeing everything that's changed um, and seeing some of the things that have stayed the same and hopefully a lot of our old friends. You know, I know that we're going to be one potentially a uh, landing place on a scavenger hunt. I know that we have tons of guests coming by throughout the week to do signings. So it's been really exhausting, but well, it'll be I, worth it. I'm bringing my camera. Um, and I want to kind of document a lot of just like us. Like I don't really care sure. about filming like us interviewing a celebrity where like ten minutes after we put it online, it's old news. But right. like the the most fun that we have is after the con's over, mm-hmm. and it's you know or before the con, we're watching things like Belly of the Beast. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, can we, we talk about Belly of the Beast first? We can. And but, <laughs> but Matt, because you brought it up, I think that would be cool to have a video like that. Yeah. As like our diary. Yeah. Because like us going out to get food and just sitting in like a in like a in a random restaurant just shooting the shit with each other and making each other Some laugh. Some of the best jokes come out of those. Yeah. Um. So Friday night, Matt. Matt last week was like, "Hey, is there a free night where we can watch just like a bad Steven Seagal movie? Because I have this thing and you need to see it." And I was like, <laughs> "I don't know, man. You guys know Van Damme is more my thing. If I'm gonna watch a crappy movie." No offense, John Claude. Um, but <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm listening to Matt try and sell me on this movie, and I'm like, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. I kind of don't feel like giving an evening up to watch a bad Steven Seagal movie. But no offense, Matt. Yeah. If I can recruit my brother to t- bite that bullet with me, then I know it'll at least be fun because Paul is a maniac and he he'll, he'll make fun of this shit with me. Yeah, uh, two people doing that it's just kind of sad you need three for the mst 3k all right agreed <laughs> so i hit paul up and i say paul i don't know there's a steven seagal movie my, my friend matt who you've met is coming to bring it we're gonna watch it friday night you gotta come and you know what i tried to recruit like one or two other people yeah and they were like hell no <laughs> but paul they missed out oh they missed out hard <laughs> but, but paul but paul showed up and you know paul he's like oh i've probably seen it i've probably seen it i know what you're doing i've seen it yeah he shows up he's like i've never seen this one <laughs> <laughs> this movie belly the beast came out in 2003 2004 yeah it's terrible it is amazingly bad <laughs> it is like if so i mean it, it's a it's an asian filmmaker i think a hong kong filmmaker who you can see him trying to do john woo but he's doing it in a really bad way so everything's just in slow-mo without justification <laughs> and some of the best slow-mo parts are like at the beginning of this movie when steven seagal is trying to ninja his way into this place to steal some document or file from a from a from a, a like uh, it's it's in a safe. They never bring it up again. They it's, never bring this <laughs> file up again. 
But just to show how badass he is and how ninja he is, keep in mind the dude looks like furniture. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's like, like seven foot tall, three hundred and he's walking pounds through Hong easy. Kong, and it just like this, it just looks like a couch is walking around because <laughs> he because he's always in a kimono. He's the only one. He's in the, the only one in a kimono in all of Asia, <laughs> and he's walking around. This he, he sleeps. He was, there's a scene where he's having this flashback dream, and he's laying in bed. Fully to, to sleep fully <laughs> fucking clothed <laughs> and you can almost not tell what's the, where the bed begins and it all ends like you don't know and so the scene where he's st- he does so many like like slow motion slides and like he, he'll hit people that go flying through the air like this like they'll get yanked on wires and I'm like this dude's an X-Man or something because he just sent these he just launched these people and he like looks bored confused in every shot the whole shot. time he's like completely bored just lifeless <laughs> <laughs> One scene in a rail yard where he's doing the double gun action at the bunch of gangsters who, you know, the deal gone bad and he was there because his daughter got kidnapped. You don't need plot. <laughs> he, he's, I guess, kind of cornered in this car, this train car. It has wooden sides. It's a train car. And you see the gangsters getting closer to the car as they're about to ambush him. <laughs> And he's inside. He doesn't have an exit, so he makes an exit. Dude explodes out of the side of a wooden train car like it's tissue paper. And it's miraculous. <laughs> There's wood splintering everywhere. And in slow motion, he's doing the sideways double gun. Click, 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 click. Just blasting these games. Lands on a little trail. Yeah, he lands on like, on like a 1920s like push cart. <laughs> like you'd see Buster Keaton getting chained on like the general. And, and he just is and slowly he keeps sliding. Side shooting. <laughs> and everything's super slow. They would have put 90 million bullets in this guy. He's moving so slow. Guys, but. I got this Amazon Prime, like a dollar fifty next day shipping. It's worth every every penny. This movie's for real. <laughs> like, if you want to see Steven Seagal get shot with an arrow, and as the arrow is midair headed towards him with a metal tip, he reaches back, grabs an ancient ceremonial sword, and cuts it lengthwise in half. This this arrow, and it just falls. It's like a cartoon when like what was that cartoon where like like the fly gets cut in half, and it's like in two equal parts. It's like a Ren and Stimpy or something, and it I'm goes. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and you just see it like perfectly symmetrical get cut in half that was his arrow <laughs> like no uh, special thanks to, to Greg Smith that I work with who was <laughs> the one that it? forced it, me to watch he was like for literally the two years that I've been at work he's like you gotta watch this movie he's like if you like bad movies you gotta watch Billy and the you Beast. kept pushing it off well I was busy <laughs> I got, I got. You're busy. Horror movie, movie night tells you otherwise. But, yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, this is pretty damn good. I've been really busy. So, this is a movie that three people have seen in the entirety of this movie's existence. Man, what, buckle up for this one, horror movie night fans. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Gerald's waiting for you to come back in Florida to flip the switch. Like, I guess that kid just got busy. <laughs> I guess he's just making movies and it's too important to come back to the movie ride. We inspired and him and he doesn't even come back man, to pay homage. That guy forgot about the little people. <laughs> <laughs> Flip the switch, Gerald. Uh, side note, I did write an article about the great movie ride on Geekscape and included a full 25-minute POV shot that I found on YouTube where someone videotaped the entire ride. So you can... Still enjoy the ride, and you have to watch the entirety of that twenty-five minute clip to find to, to hear the person shooting themselves at the end. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so the video just ends like Blair Witch Project. <laughs> you get to the end of the clip, and Matt's just in a corner staring into it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's just look what's happening this episode. HMNpodcast.com. <laughs> well, Lindsay, I know you've only been with us a few weeks, but this may be the most Geekscape episode yeah, you're going to get. This is, what, this is what it's all about. <laughs> take it. I'll take it. This is the kind of garbage that you guys are going to expect in San Diego. It's not garbage. It's, it's awesome. It's what people love the show in the first place for. I cannot. For I keep sliding away. You're a host of a podcast. Like, how are you doing Yeah, where are you going? I wear a headset, Mike. You're disappearing further and further into that corner over there. Shane, help Matt immediately. (laughs) I'm busy. (laughs) He's living like the tundra. There's no news. (laughs) There's no news. I was like, then what else did you do that Thursday night? I've been busy. (laughs) Shoveling snow in July. Oh, my God. According to his Facebook page, he's just DJing on Facebook Live all the time. It's Alaska. How many people do you think are actually in those like <laughs> well, at those DJ? Games? You know who's actually in the videos? Him. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, what's up? What's up? What's up? I'm DJing tonight. I'd like to believe that there's like a party somewhere that's like, okay, yeah, we're just gonna yeah. put on Shane's YouTube or Facebook live feed, and we're gonna dance the night away. There are more it. people at that virtual party than there are in the, in the room that Shane is DJing. <laughs> so somewhere in Sri Lanka, these guys are like, "Man, man, I found this really cool video. <laughs> <laughs> this DJ really dropping the jams, yo." And they're like, this guy is crazy. Let's rock a deer. I'm gonna, <laughs> they're they're I'm all gonna... dancing to it. Meanwhile, the room Shane's actually in, there's two people doing crank in the corner <laughs> while Shane's just been there mind bending with his jams. And every now and then some guy comes in and is like, five more minutes. You got five more minutes. Oh I'm going I'm, I'm to miss you this year, Shane. <laughs> I, I, you know, hey, Shane. Uh, hope to see you soon. <laughs> Shane, we love you. Uh, we're gonna miss you next year. Nick, don't don't encourage him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have the we're gonna have most of the family there. Yes. Shane's taking a breather to work on his DJing skills. Oh no, Shane! Sorry, we're not going next year. Don't let anybody talk. Hey, Shane! Shane. Turns out we aren't getting the, we're not getting the booth anymore. See you later, bud. Don't, 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 don't. Um, all right. So, San Diego, is there anything that you're hoping for? And uh, to wrap the show, like, is there anything you're hoping for this week? Um, I, I mean, you know me. I, I just stay at the booth. I'm is there not... more of a boring answer that you can give us maybe for the um, answers? Okay. Uh, so, yes. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can scoot in the corner and yeah, just shout yeah, it too while you're at it. Well, like, I, but you know, like, I don't really. I just can't wait for floor. people to show up to the booth and be like, oh, man, I heard that, I, I'm a big fan of you guys. Every now and then. You know what's weird? What I do love about Comic Con is people won't send me emails throughout the year. It's a three sixty five, the three other three sixty four days of the year. But yeah. for one day at a, at a con, they'll come up to me like, "Hey man, I, I listen every week. Yeah. I love it. Uh, it's really cool." It's like, okay, so when I solicit you guys emailing or leaving reviews, or like sell, you know, leaving some feedback, it's like nothing. It's like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll take I'll take three shirts. And I'm like, I love you people, yeah. but I I don't get it. But I love you people. Uh, come by and say hi. And I do like that that uh, geekscapers I've never even met before. And I seem like okay, this is the year where like I've met all the geekscapers. Yeah, but it seems like every year someone shows up. Is like, oh yeah. Well, this year, I mean, tomorrow I'm meeting my first ever like hard movie night listener, and that's going to be like a weird situation. Like, dun, 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 dun. yeah, uh, Rudy. Rudy, Rudy, eat, <laughs> yeah, eat it. Eat. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers now. 
Yeah, so Sorry, that we're, doing uh, we're doing a little Monster Squad. We're doing a little Monster Squad theater here for you. Potentially oh. at our booth. Uh, potentially our booth. No, they're going to be at our booth on Saturday. We're going to have the Monster Squad at our booth on Saturday. So Geekscape is be checking Geekscape.net for the full who schedule. Else, who else is going to be at that booth over at Megaran will Mega be there will be on there. Saturday and Sunday. Fred, uh, Frederick Schroeder, uh, director of uh, Stripped, a comic uh, documentary about comic book strips from the 80s and 90s. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. He yeah. had the first ever uh, recorded interview with Bill Watterson in that documentary. See, there are things that you're <laughs> looking forward to at Comic-Con. Yeah. So. I am. I'm just saying. Like, I, just holding out. You let you ask anybody else and you're like, oh, I'm going to be interviewing this person. I'm going to be doing no. this. I'm like, I'm no. going to be selling nope. shirts. That's what I do. Nope. <laughs> Geekscape is the only thing that interests me at Comic Con next week or this. God, it's this I week. God, Tomorrow, stop trying to put it off. <laughs> oh, I'm not ready. You got uh, this. The only things I'm interested in are you. It's why we keep doing this. It's why we love you, and we want to hear more from you. If you're not going to make the trip down to San Diego to booth 3919 and say hi to Matt and I in person, or leave your love letters for Lindsay at the booth that we can bring back to her. Ooh, yeah, to put them in a little box. Uh, <laughs> we'll bring back and be like, here they are. <laughs> We're probably going to get more of those than the giveaways. Oh, please. We'll just replace the box. It'd be like the giveaway box becomes a love letter box for Lens. <laughs> oh. um, what we will do is I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys the other 364 days of the year that you're not coming up to the booth and saying hi. So please, uh, you can find us anywhere. We are at geekscape.net. We're on Facebook at the Geekscape page. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. It's really my Instagram, but every now and then, especially these next few days, I'm going to put up lots of cosplay and Comic-Con stuff. So be on that Instagram. And you can also find Matt at the Horror Movie Night podcast with Adam and Scott. Yeah, uh, you can check us out. Uh, we're obviously on Geekscape.net. Uh, a fan built us a website. It's a very nice website. I, <laughs> yeah, really, so I very it, much like it. It's a website at uh, hmnpodcast.com. You did it totally for free, so thanks a bunch, Stephen. Wow. Um, there's a link on the website. If you need a website built, Stephen will help you out. Cool. Uh, he's a really good dude. Um, and uh, SoundCloud, all that all that good jazz. So Geekscape us. Uh, he- you'll hear a very tired me next week on the Geekscape podcast. And I think we should just start putting things up on the feed this week as they happen. So yeah. I got two brand new mics. If you heard the, the Spider-Man Homecoming episode. You heard one of them. You heard one of the good <laughs> mics. Uh, we got the mics replaced. They both work now. Uh, I'm just going to be running off the cuff. So if anybody comes by the booth, I'll throw the microphone on them. We'll do an episode, mini episodes, and maybe I'll cut them back together or put them up separate. I think yeah. we cut them together, I think. So Let's figure it out. I mean, between you and I, we're going to have at least, I guess, two cameras and two... Yeah, uh, recording. Zooms. Yeah, so there'll so, be plenty of documentation of the next couple of days. Geekscape is stay on the feed. Uh, subscribe to Horror Movie Night. Tell your friends to subscribe to Geekscape. And Lindsay, we're gonna miss you. I'll miss you guys. I'll see you in a week. Bring me back some love letters and a t-shirt. You're not gonna. You're not gonna come down and visit at all. Or? I would like to. Um, I'm gonna be working a gig though with Foster the People and K Rock. All right. Well, that'd be fun. I like that band. I love that band. But I'll miss Geekscape. My heart will be there with you guys. Okay. We're going to do that. Miss Comic-Con. Okay. So, she's, so she's our booth, our, people are like, Lindsay ain't going to be there. We ain't going by that booth. You can skip this booth. I'll Lindsay s- ain't there. I'll send a picture of me with you. How about that? We'll, we'll just put it. We'll yeah, make a cardboard stand, stand up. Make a, yeah, there you go. I'll <laughs> send a picture Lindsay. of my rainbow bright outfit. Okay, that's something fetishistic, like, and well, I most, think that'll but, definitely flood the booth yeah, with admirers. They can take but pictures with the crowd; it. like they won't know the difference money. between a, a real girl and a cardboard cutout. Yeah, both often, aren't talking to them. <laughs> so. How often? Do they, yeah, how often? I mean, come on, it'll work out fine. <laughs> She's giving me the cold shoulder like just, everybody else. I'll make the arms bendable, and you can kind of <laughs> stand behind it and move it. You think you're too good for me? Stop talking back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> uh, excuse me, that's a cardboard cutout. Hey. 
Quit salting my game. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to the girl. Uh, yeah, that's cardboard cut. No, you know what? She has a personality and feelings. <laughs> a white knight up yeah, in this. jumping on the horse. <laughs> Riding into battle. Horse? Ooh, I'm down. Which okay. one's that? Um, so Geeks gave us, this is us saying goodbye to you. We'll see you at Comic-Con. Goodbye.